So I want you to read Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 22, sometime this week. Some of you know the story. God told Moses, I'm ready to bring thousands, even millions of people out of bondage, a harvest like you've never seen before. And I want to use somebody. I want to raise somebody up. And Moses was God's choice. But Moses had failed so many times in life. He was living on the backside of the desert all by himself, sulking. And there he stood with a suntan, sandals, and a stick, keeping the sheep, camouflaging his calling. And I want to tell somebody today, it's time to stop running from your calling. How do we know that Moses was running from his calling when he saw the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3? God told him to take off his shoes. Moses, it's time to stop running. You've been running from your calling. And when God called him, Moses said, I don't know if I can do this. I need a sign. So God said, what's in your hand? And Moses said, a stick, a simple, average, ordinary stick. And you know the story. When Moses threw the stick down on the ground, when he released it, what was simple, ordinary, and average suddenly became supernatural because he simply obeyed God. If I stepped out on a stage with a stick or even the, in the midst of a crowd with a stick, nobody would say anything, no oohs, no ahs. But if I walked out there with a snake, some, some of you would be screaming. And maybe this is where Moses got his stutter when God told him to pick up the snake. I, 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 I don't know if I can do that. It's so funny, but it's, it's true. God took a simple stick and he made it sensational. And I want to take a moment today and say this is God's specialty. He loves to use the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He loves to use what nobody would use. And this is what he chooses. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 1. God wants to use you. He used Moses. Moses took a stick, he threw it down, and suddenly it became a snake. It was a stick, and supernaturally it came sensational. See, by working this way, God receives all the glory for all of our stories. And this is what the Lord is saying today. If you're going to fulfill the call of God upon your life, number one, you have to confront your fears. This is straight out of scripture. You have to confront your fears. Fear is faith in the wrong God. This is the year to get free from fear. The fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear of people. Whatever you do, don't let these things hold you back any longer. God wants to set you free from fear. The top three fears are public speaking, fear of death, and fear of heights. 
It's funny, people would rather die than stand up and speak in public. Always thought that was funny. People are afraid of everything, especially in the 21st century. People are afraid to walk out the front door. They're afraid of getting sick. They're afraid of of inflation. They're afraid of, of what might happen. But listen, I believe in the Bible When Moses threw the stick down to the ground in obedience, God turned his situation around. What what turned into a snake? It was it was Moses was afraid. He confronted his fears when he bent down and picked it back up. And surprisingly, it turned back into a stick. Now, stay with me. God is looking for a stick. God asked Moses, what's in your hand? He didn't say what's in your head because the miracle wasn't dependent upon how smart he was. God didn't say what's in your bank account because the miracle was not dependent upon how much money he had. God didn't even say the miracle was in your mouth because God wasn't interested in Moses' ability to communicate, communicate at this point. No, God said, what's in your hand? What do you have right now? Take all that you are. Take all that you have and throw it down to the ground. Throw it at my feet. Make an altar, if you will, and present an offering, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in my sight. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but all God needs is a stick. He doesn't need superstars, rock stars, brain surgeons, and so on. No, all God needs is someone who is willing to humble themselves up under his mighty hand so that he can lift you up in due season. This is the story of a stick. It's my story. It's your story. It's it's Moses' story. A great end-time revival is about to sweep through the world, and what God is looking for in this hour is a band of brothers and sisters to lead a multitude of people out of bondage and into His marvelous light. Some modern-day Marys and Moseses and Methuselahs. Come on, a bundle of sticks to start a wildfire. Is anybody with me today? Sometimes all God needs is a stick. I can relate to this story. Moses held up his hand real high in the sky with a stick and the Holy Spirit began to blow and all of a sudden the Red Sea parted and the Israelites walked through the waters of deliverance on dry ground. Later, when they were at the bitter waters of Marah, God told Moses to cut down a limb from the tree and to dip it in the pool. And suddenly, the bitter waters became sweet because sometimes in life, all God needs is a stick. The widow woman was about to eat her last meal and suddenly the prophet showed up and the Bible says she was outside gathering sticks, meaning when God is about to do something supernatural, he doesn't need a showboat. All he needs is an average ordinary man or woman with a stick. God uses simple people to bring about supernatural results. At least this is what the Bible teaches. When they were building the school of prophets, an axe head broke and flew off into the river. And God said, throw out a stick. 
And miraculously, the axe head began to float. And in my mind, I can see the axe head doing a backstroke all the way back to the riverside. Why? Because sometimes all God needs is a stick. So quit saying, I'm inadequate. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough resources. I'm connected to the wrong family and community. No, God specializes in those who know the truth. And the truth is this. All that we have is already His. And whatever He wants to do with with what He made is okay with me because I'm a stick. You're a stick. Why can we preach this message? Because this is our story. I stand amazed at the goodness of God in my own life. I'm just a stick, nothing special, just a simple, average, ordinary person from Siler City, North Carolina, who threw himself down on the ground on April the 30th, 2003. And when I did, God picked me back up and he filled me with his spirit. Now I'm just a stick person. Come on. I'm trying to keep it simple. The older I get, the less complicated I become. The Bible is written in black and white. It's simple. But when you take small steps of obedience in God's will, friend, they become powerful because in life, God is looking for a stick. On Calvary, Jesus Christ hung on a stick. Some call it the old rugged cross. It was two pieces of wood. It was simple. But when Jesus whispered, it's finished, the veil was torn in the temple. And from that day forward, all the people in the world gained access to Holy Spirit power. It's the Spirit who saves, heals, and delivers. It's the Spirit who gives you power to overcome your fears and to fulfill your purpose. The Holy Spirit is your friend. In fact, you have a friend who sticketh closer than a brother. Come on, somebody. Throw, hallelujah, yourself at his feet. Now, let me throw this at you. Where did Moses get that stick? I'm so glad you asked. He got it on the backside of the desert all by himself in the midst of trial. What we see is opposition. God sees as opportunity. Where did Moses get the stick? He got it somewhere where he didn't want to be. Many times we misunderstand why God allows certain things to happen in our life. See, Moses picked up the stick in the hot, dry desert sun. If he had never gone through the desert, he would have never picked up that stick. If he had never picked up the stick, God's people would have never been set free from the wicked hand of Pharaoh. Are you with me? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? When we go through desert experiences, we will pick up things that God will use for his glory later in our life. Because when you conquer something in your own life, God gives you a greater authority over the enemy than someone else who has never experienced that trial before. See, you have sticks, I'm telling you, in your spirit that God wants to use in this season. Let me say it this way. God will never waste what you went through. 
Your pain and sorrow has a purpose much larger than yourself. And I love this principle because we've all been through pain. We've all struggled with sorrow. But I'm telling you, when, when you're the most prepared for the test, you have a confidence in your soul. However, at other times, you didn't study enough. And this is when you pray the most. Come on, somebody. When you walk in prepared, you walk in with some swag. And this is how Moses walked up to Pharaoh, I believe. You're going to let God's people go. Why should I do so? Because he threw the stick down and suddenly it became a serpent. He was so confident in the spirit. He, he, he pointed his fear at Pharaoh and he said, you're going to let my people go. I could have stayed in the palace, but God sent me to the pit. And now I've got, I've got a greater authority. And, and I'm telling you, I'm getting ready to see a great deliverance. A great revival is about to come to my nation because I feel it deep down in my soul. Come on. Your Bible says that Pharaoh's magicians did the same thing. Moses threw the stick down and suddenly it became a snake. But Pharaoh's magicians, if you read Exodus chapter 3, you'll see that they did the same thing. Another translation says that Pharaoh had tricksters. See, a magician can't do miracles. A magician uses manipulation and deceit to gain control over people. And their mind. And this is what Pharaoh was doing. He was deceiving people. And Satan does the same thing today. He's a trickster. One commentary said the magicians had encasements for snakes. So what looked like a stick was really a snake. See, when it was thrown down to the ground, the casing was broken and the snake slithered out. Pretty crazy to think about. What's the interpretation? What's on the inside of you is going to come out when you're thrown down to the ground. And here's the lesson. Moses' snake swallowed up the other snakes. Moses' snake swallowed up the lies, the deception, the manipulation, meaning he that is in me is greater than he that is in that world. The thing, this thing started with one Lord and it's going to end with one Lord. Jesus Christ is going to swallow up the enemy of death, hell, and the grave. Friend, he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It must have been a king snake. Come on, somebody. Who am I talking about? The lion of the tribe of Judah lives on the inside of you and he wants out. Come on. The snake swallowed up the competition that day and God is going to do the same thing for you. Exodus chapter 3. This is the story of a stick. But it's not the most impressive part of the story. After being in ministry for quite some time, we've seen so many miracles. We've seen God move in so many powerful ways. But in my mind, this is not the greatest part of the story. Yes, Jesus swallowed up Satan. 
And yes, God uses us. These are all great things, but I want to give you something that I believe will help you practically in your life. Yes, God can take a stick and turn it into something sensational. Put it on a stage. Pour out the Spirit. He can bless your business. He can do miracles untold. I'm talking about He wants to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. Hallelujah. And this is a miracle. But the greatest miracle came when the snake turned back into a stick. The snake turned back into something common, ordinary, humble, grateful, simple. And this, my friend, is the greatest miracle. After we have seen God move, and maybe He wants to use me and you. He wants to use us to do something supernatural. But the greatest miracle is to go back and just be natural. How many major ministries have we seen over the years that have fallen? What happens? They get stuck in the spirit of sensation. They forget where they came from. They forget that they're just a stick filled with the spirit. And they flop on their face and they lose everything, their ministries and their families. Can you sing a solo one week and serve the next week in the parking lot? Can you wake up and go out and be used mightily and come back home and be content with your family, which is your first ministry? In my mind, this is the greatest miracle being turned back into a stick after you see something sensational. See, God is looking for stick people. He's looking for, for a stick. Mark 15 says, In my name they shall take up serpents, representing supernatural success. And I just proved that. And notice what, what the next verse says. It says, It shall not hurt them. Is it possible that what God is alluding to is pride and arrogance coming into the hearts of His people and hurting them? Exodus chapter 3 tells us this story. You know, it's funny. You can't find that snake ever again in Scripture. But God sure used that stick. He used that stick in the Old Testament. He used that stick in the New Testament. And he's still using that stick today in the 21st century. Friend, this is the story of a stick. Everybody say, God use me. I'm not going to run from my calling. I'm going to face my fears this year. Because I want to be used by you. I want to lead a multitude to you. So pick me up, turn me around, and set my feet on solid ground. Here I am right now. Use me. Use my story for your glory. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, I'm just a stick, and I will see you soon. God bless you. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, 
Download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.